7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it was a, a big choice to make. Um, and I'm very happy with the way that things have gone uh, at the moment. Um, I think we've we've also got to got to give Timber some time as well to find his feet. I think that's only fair. Um, the, as I said, the preparation has been fantastic. Is the way that he's spoken to the guys. Uh, you know, Timber Timber's a nice guy, so you know it's not going to be difficult for him to form relationships with players. Um, so yeah, let's let's give him some time to find his feet. Uh, I think it's very exciting times for for him for us. Um, going into this short period now, um, with with his with the first um, series that that he's got as captain, um, so as you, I, we were very much looking forward to it. We've had some good team team chats. Um, you know, last night revisited our values, our value system, um, and it's all very ex- exciting times going ahead now. Just looking forward to get on the field and playing. Hello, Mark. This is Fahad from Cricketholic.pk, Pakistan. My question is regarding inclusion of Mark Rem in South Africa Limited over his squad. If you if you've been watching South Africa domestic cricket and you'll understand and, and also international cricket of late, you'll understand how, how good a player he is. Um so I think it's his inclusion in, in this in the one day format is is really us just saying, well, you are that good that we that we do believe that you know if given an opportunity to try and resurrect your your one day career, um now's the time to to give the opportunity because he is in, as you say, is in good form. He scored a lot of runs. Um you know, he had a bit of, bit of a, a funny sort of start to his one-day career. Um, got a few games and then was named captain. And that was that the right call at, at that particular time? Well, we don't know. So, you know, he's he's got a very clear sort of um, direction now of, of of the way that he's got to go out and play. Um, his job is to to go out there and score runs and and bat the way that he's been batting in in our domestic season as well. If he can play anywhere near near that sort of level of cricket, then he's only going to be a good find for us in. In, um, in our one-day competition or white ball cricket. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Somosia, Katlako Mudiba produces the show, and Sylvester Komani is in technical. We've opened with a clip from Proteas head coach Mark Boucher, who's giving Temba Bavuma um, his full support as he gears up to lead the Proteas for the first time tomorrow in the first ODI against Pakistan. It starts at 10 a.m. in Centurion. And talking about... Uh, well, there was also a question there about Aiden Makram also because uh, we heard this week that even Aiden Makram was surprised by his inclusion in the limited over squad and uh, the coach uh, explains the reasons why they've gone for him. He's been in great form in first-class cricket here at home. I think he had 500s. He had 400s last season and he had 100 in Pakistan when the Proteas were there. But back to Temba, he also becomes the first black African to lead the Proteas. And it's a milestone considering where we are coming from as a country. And I use the word black African because that's the term preferred by Cricket South Africa. So before somebody calls me and say and says, but why are we using that term? It is there in black and white. Cricket South Africa prefers to use that term, so we'll use it. And uh, tonight we just want to talk about the significance of Temba Pavuma leading the team and how, how this moment is for him and not only as a black African obviously but also as a player here because a lot of people didn't give him well it was always felt that he is not a red ball kind of uh, a white ball cricketer they always felt that he was better suited to the longer format of the game but if you look at his record I remember when Libra sent us a voice note talking about Temba Bavuma's uh, stats in ODI and T20 cricket it is 
outstanding actually i think he averages over 50 in the six or eight matches that he has played in ODIs, and that includes 100. He's averaging 55, and you wonder why he's been overlooked for ODI cricket. And of course, he's also led the Lions to great success over the past couple of years. They recently won... um, the CSA T20 Challenge. They won a number of trophies also last season, uh, Temba Pavuma. So he has been in this leadership role before, but we'll talk more about what this means and, and what is expected from this Proteus team now under Temba Pavuma because their big aim is to build to up until the 2023 World Cup. That's in ODI cricket, of course. T20 World Cup will be next year also. And then we'll also going to talk about the Proteas women's success in India where they won the ODIs and the T20s and coach Hilton Murang will chat to us and we will get to find out more about the men behind the success of our women's team. I know a lot, actually there was, let me, let me not say a lot, but there was a voice note a couple of weeks ago that was saying, who is this guy that is coaching the Proteas women? We've never heard of him and he's doing such a great job. He must go coach the men. So we're going to find out more about Hilton Hosimang Mureng, uh, who's going to tell us just about his journey and, 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 and what he's done with this team over the past couple of years. And then as we've been doing over the past few Thursdays, we are building up to the Tokyo Games, the Olympics and the Paralympics. They are going ahead at this stage as we speak. The IOC is adamant that they will hold the Games in Japan after they were postponed last year. So we're our Olympic feature this evening, we want to discuss that sensational 200 meters um, event that took place at the Reimsek Athletic Stadium in, in Joburg this week, where Wade van Niekerk ran 20.10 seconds. It was wind assisted, obviously, so the time doesn't officially count as an Olympic qualification time because you have to run 20.24 to qualify for the Olympics. But what a run it was. What a race it was also. It was streamed live on SABC Sports. So we're going to look back at that race because it also featured Akane Simbini, who was pipped into second place by Wade van Nikar. Anna Sochobotwana was also in the field as well as... uh, Isaac Makwala of Botswana. We know him from the 400 meters. So we're going to speak to somebody who was there and they're going to uh, tell us how good is Wade van Nikerk looking. Because we were wondering, will he get back to his best form? Can he do that sub-43 that he wants to do in the 400 meters? Has he fully recovered from all those injuries? And I think on Tuesday, he showed us that he's coming back to the Wade van Nikerk that we know. So that's what we're going to be discussing on the show tonight. Um, we are not able to take calls, unfortunately. I did mention earlier this week that we had a power cut here i think since monday and it's just affected a lot of operations here and um so we can't take your calls at the moment there have been issues also today but we can take your voice notes on 0614104107 if you want to weigh in on any of our conversations this evening tabiso musia on safm and let's start then by welcoming the coach of the Proteas women's side. Uh, that is our coach Hilton Murang. They had a successful tour of India where they won the ODIs and the T20s in dominant fashion. Also, I must add, and we'll find out more about this team and about the coach. And uh, coach, uh, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening, Tavisha, and good evening to all the listeners. Thanks, Coach. Congratulations once again on the series win in India. It was convincing, as I mentioned. But for you, how significant was this win and, and this tour? Uh, we we thank, take the opportunity to thank you and uh, our supporters and everyone that is behind the team. I think for us as a team, I think uh, the significance of it is just is, uh, we played against a team that was... Uh, uh, when we landed in, in India as a team that was ranked second in, uh, in world cricket, a team that has played uh, good cricket over the last couple of years. And I think if we can remember, they were the finalists in the 2017 World Cup 50 over. 
So going into a 50-year World Cup in less than a year's time for us to be able to play on their conditions and the performances that we've seen from the ladies, uh, it has been very significant and it shows that the team is improving in all all facets. And for us to go there and beat what we did uh, in less than a year to the World Cup is giving us the confidence we need as a team, it's showing that we're moving in the right direction. And I'm sure you must be happy, Coach, that you could actually, that the team could do the job even without some of the senior players, the likes of the captain, Danefa Nekark was not there, Chloe was also not there. Yeah, I think it, it shows how much how much uh, the maturity is starting to settle in the, in the, in the squad. I think uh, most of these players have been playing together for quite some time now. I think at the end of the day, you know, when you don't have these players that you've mentioned, it's an opportunity for others now to pick up their hand, knowing that the way the team wants to go, the team wants to keep improving. And that also helps with the base. I mean, uh, there's more players now pushing for sports in the team. The team can only become more competitive and then and to make sure that youngsters coming into the side understand that when opportunities are given, what is required now, most of them have had opportunity. I think they just want to get better uh, as we go along. So the team as a, as a whole, holistically, where we want to go, and what we're seeing from the youngsters now is very encouraging, and we're feeling that uh, we're slowly getting to where we want to be as a team. And also, Coach, um, look, just looking at the performances in India from what we saw, I mean, it looked like it was an all-round team, team performance. In all the matches, there was somebody that stood up and put their hands up to be counted. I mean, we saw what Lizelle did. We saw Lara Goodall coming to the party also. At some stage, Annie Bosch and even the bowlers also. How good was that, that everybody had a part to play in the success in India? Yeah, you see, it's, it's something we've always been uh, uh, crying for as a uh, collective because... Uh, when you have a team and that is uh, being successful in any series and it's different people every day raising their hands and uh, putting the performances, it shows that uh, we, we're starting to build the character that you want as a team because it's very difficult when you have the same people performing because we know in sport, uh, when it comes to performance, it's, only, it's, not, it's not something that lasts for long. So you're going to have days when others are not performing and the others need to pick up their hands. So. That is what has been very good with this uh, past series, uh, both series actually, because we had even youngsters coming in and they showing what they can do and what is what they're capable of. And for us as a team, it's very, very pleasing to see. And then overall, I think that's what you want when you want to move forward, because you never know what's going to happen going forward. So as far as skills are concerned, we, we're slowly getting players now in different uh, positions, different uh, situations, who are starting to mature in the right direction. And going into that tour, Coach, going to India, you had to go into a bio-bubble. There were no warm-up matches. I know you'd come over back of a series against Pakistan, but what were the expectations going into India? It was going to be tough. I think, like you said, the quarantine itself, I think six days itself, it was very, very uh, taxing on everyone mentally and physically because of uh, the we haven't been exposed to that kind of bubble where we had to quarantine for six days. I think other than that, uh, all of us knew that uh, India is going to be tough and it's a team that uh, has uh, been on top of their game for quite some time and also play well on their conditions. What was very good What was very good for us as a team is once the quarantine finished, were only the two days that we had of preparation. The ladies came in there and then you could see the focus in and what is it that they want to achieve. They went there with one uh, goal and to make sure that we win the series and how it, how they went about it and the maturity is starting to show. I think the, the team as far as professionalism and attention to detail was very good because of the short turnaround time we had on the schedule. 
even the schedule itself, that it was back-to-back game, time for recovery wasn't that much. So the unsigned heroes for us as a team, as a collective, has been the makeup. They've played a big part in this to make sure that this, uh, uh, each and every player and whoever was required on the day was fresh to be able to play. And then those that had niggas here and there, they could uh, help and make sure that the next one, the next one is uh, missing again. But overall, it was a great team performance. Yeah, for those just joining us, we are catching up with the head coach of the Proteas women's team, Coach Hilton Mureng. You can send us your questions or comments to 061-4104-107. That's our number for voice notes. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. We do have a voice note. Let's go to that. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the coach. It's Libra here from East London. I just wanted to say congratulations, coach. Uh, you've had a wonderful uh, tenure as the coach of the Protest Women. I mean, uh, um, uh, getting to the semifinals of the 2017 World Cup, the ODI World Cup, and also the 2020 World Cup semifinals. It has been indeed a wonderful journey. Um, I just want to speak about the rising talent of Loda. Uh, Wolvard, you know, we've all seen Laura Wolvard uh, rising and uh, I can just speak about her because I think he's one of the greatest talents, young talents in the world currently, not just in women's cricket, but in, just in cricket. Um, and it's so astonishing to hear that he's only 20, he, she's only 21 years of age. Uh, so can you just speak more about her? And then secondly, uh, when is your next tour? I just wanted to know when is your next uh, tour because uh, what was disappointing for me in the start is that you played and then you have to wait for a very long time before you tour again. Can you just give us your program until the next World Cup in terms of tours? Thank you very much, uh, Tabiso. Okay, thanks for that, Libra. Loud and clear there. Question about Laura Wolfart. We actually have spoken to her a couple of times and i like to add the fact that she had seven distinctions in matric. She told us that. Unbelievable. And uh, I think she was the youngest centurion, male or female, uh, for the protest in international cricket at the age of 17. But, but Coach, I mean, how special a talent is she and how far do you see her going in the game? Uh, thank you, Tavia. Thanks, Vint, uh, and thanks for the voice note. As far as... Uh, <laughs> Laura Wolfart is one of those those players that you you find one one in a million one in a million in a, in generations. It's not oh. players that come come through often. I think as a youngster, even coming through the the ranks through the hands of the late Kobus uh, Ruth, we used to work with her and identify her as a youngster. We could see there's something special about her because the way she went about her business. Like, as I think you highlighted, she had seven distinctions. I think she was caught up between studies. Mm. The player that wanted to do study medicine or, or choose cricket or medicine, which was a very difficult decision for her. I think eventually um, we we blessed with the fact that she uh, chose to start, uh, to postpone her studies and then play cricket and see how fast she can take it. And you can see already she's starting to break records and the way she's going about it. A very good uh, hit around the shoulders, on those young uh, shoulders, and uh, she's a very good cricketer, very talented, and and one that never uh, leave any stone unturned as far as the preparations. Very particular at the young age, ask the right questions. Very challenging as far as when you have discussions with her. I think she's one of those that I feel going forward, we're still going to see a lot of her as she's going to break a lot of records going forward. I think she's got, uh, he's got his left with talent. He's a very, very hard worker. And at the end of the day, very good, good team player. Uh, player. Um, what every single performance that she has, even even the match, she just wants to keep improving, and is one of those players, and it's never she never 
players around there and when she speaks to them, she wants all she just wants the best for them and failure for her is a very difficult thing to accept. So when the team loses she's one of those that takes it the harder. Mm. And uh, she wants to make sure when she gets to the next game and she make sure that uh, she performs. So uh, I think we're blessed with a very, very uh, talented young young kid there and one when looked after and uh, she's uh, coming to the range, she speaks to the Mashuas. But she's actually made up. I mean, better than normally would mature here yeah, from age 25 going up. She's sure. already shown that she's on the other side of it. So then she's uh, <laughs> making all the right noises. And somebody who sent us a message to say, Laura is an unbelievable talent. She will still set records that are difficult to beat. And she was 13 when she was called up to the SA and the 19s. I remember when she told us that. And on that note, coach, what is key in her partnership with Lizelle Lee? Because watching this series in India, for me, I think in that first game when they were chasing 178, I think that set the tone uh, for the rest of the, of, of the series. I mean, they got so close. I think they fell nine runs short of basically uh, chasing the target themselves. And they were a successful opening partnership what's been key in this partnership or what works even in that partnership when she was the UK she was very very um, you could see the disappointment I mean we as a team we still felt they did well to get us where they did and uh, you could see the disappointment from the young lady that she knows that she she wanted to be there at the end that's the kind of player that we have I think uh, what was key in that partnership is the two players firstly they complement each other very well because of how the powerful Lazelle uh, is and she brings that and then uh, Laura just uh, complimented her the way she plays. I think the two of them now have been playing together for a while. As soon as the two of them have been paired, I think you could see that uh, they've been trying to uh, to improve at every game and they're breaking records slowly and starting making their strides as an opening pair. They now reckon that uh, uh, they're now one of the best opening pairs in world cricket and it shows that uh, at such a young age, um, I mean, uh, how she's going about it and how she compliments Lizelle Lee, I think that uh, for us, the way they chase the the score on the on the first ODI, it shows that it, it actually made a statement that South Africa had to play bigger. I think also it it, uh, it comes back at the back of uh, the preparation we are building up towards towards it. And post the COVID, when uh, we had an opportunity as a team to get together, I think it was June July. And those kind of things were discussed. And those two, you were always uh, working together the way they discussed. And they have this understanding of what is it that they want to achieve as a pair. And then at the end of the day, um, it it wraps off to everyone because they feel that uh, they put the pressure on themselves to get the answer, whatever set the score. So I think uh, the two of them, uh, the way they're going about it, there's a lot of youngsters that can learn from that. And then going forward, I think we're still going to see a lot of that happening. Yes, and we were talking the other time when you guys were in India that when we talk about the best opening partnerships in South African cricket, they have to be mentioned now alongside the likes of Hudson and Kirsten and Graham Smith and Heschel Gibbs and even Hashim Amla and Quentin de Kock if you want, if, if you want to. And, and coach, without singling out too many players, I mean, Lara Goodall also had a good tour there. She finally came good and she has thanked you for believing in her abilities. What, what worked in India? What clicked? Or how pleased are you that she's finally also c- c- coming, coming through now nicely? Lara Guril is one of all those glimpses of what she could do, and the talent has been there. I think uh, the the better, the what set up this, I think, for us, other than the threat that we had building up, is the talk of Pakistan. You could see her confidence is starting to show, she's starting to play innings there. I think here and there she was disappointed, one or two innings that didn't happen, but you could see the idea was there. 
is what she wanted to achieve. But when she goes to India, she realized, now listen, I need to start making uh, a name for myself and start uh, competing and showing the team that, you know what, I can take responsibility as a youngster. And uh, we were very happy for her when we started seeing those uh, the performance that you normally would see at practices and in the nets and, and when we have medals, how she plays. But um, to see it in the middle, it was very pleasing for her. And we were very happy the way she actually came good. And then I think she just put her head down and concentrated on what she needed to do and simplified the game. And I think that is what helped her during this tour. And uh, we do have another voice note here for Coach. This is a message for Laura Wolfart. A star batswoman for the South African women team. You are amazing. Keep the humbleness going. Keep the runs flowing, and um, all the best for the future. And uh, yeah, just don't retire. Don't retire too early. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Thanks for, um, for everything you've done now for the South African women team so far. Cheers. Yeah, she must play a bit more cricket. Thanks for that voice note, and just leave the medicine st- studies alone for now. Uh, she'll 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 get back to that. Coach Libra also wanted to know what's next now for the team because every time you seem to achieve success, there's always a break. I remember when you came back from the World Cup last year, and then COVID hit, and then all that momentum seemed to have been lost. What's next on the calendar? On the calendar, the moment there's currently nothing planned, as uh, you can see due to the, the pandemic, but. Uh, we uh, we have an operation officer that's working around it, and I, I think currently all teams have been uh, tied up in either a series or not, uh, a series or a series coming, and others were lined up for their qualifiers in June, July in uh, Sri Lanka. So once we know what is happening, we're able to know what the, what is the way forward for the team. I think for us now is to pose the two bubbles. Now for the last three months, we've been in bubbles is for the players to recover. Uh, refresh and rehab, those who need to do rehab and uh, continue working on what we, we can work on and what we can control as a team and then tell you know, what is the next of us. Currently nothing is planned uh, in the near future. And having been in charge of this team for, for some time now, I think it's about eight years if I'm not mistaken, what's pleased you most, most with the growth of this team over the years or just of, of the women's game in the country? I think if we look at a collective group that we currently have, it's just to believe in the way they're starting to realize that uh, they they have the, uh, the talent and ability to, to, to compete against the better teams, so the so-called better teams in world cricket. I think you could see the mindset change post the 2017 World Cup. They realized that we were two balls away from the semifinal. And the way they came back and then building up towards where we are now, I think that even the last World Cup again, it was four or five rounds into a final. So... It is it is close slow shape and they can see that we that we pushing the those so called better better teams that this was so called and uh, we as a team are starting to move in the right direction. The overall maturity of the team has been very pleasing to see and uh, the other thing that has also been big factor for us is mm. how how the players that is being invited overseas to go play in these other leagues, mm. how they're all their own, how they're representing themselves as firstly as as a cricket as a brand. And also, as a South African, they're showing that uh, they can hold their own against anyone in the world. And I think they're bringing that experience back into the squad. With our youngsters that we have, we can see that even our youngsters now, they are starting to learn and their cricket is getting better and they're moving in the right direction. Also, the other biggest thing also for the system itself is now the appointment of the Nisha Devon as our under-19 and high-performance coach. Mm. Who are currently now in Bangladesh. Uh, the emerging squad. 
the emerging squad, yes. We're currently in Bangladesh, play against Bangladesh for five ODIs. So that is also going to expose our youngsters now in the system at international cricket because in most cricket we didn't have them. Our first players, first uh, when they make their debut, their first game is, is playing for the country at the highest level, not at under 19 or at uh, emerging. Now we have that opportunity where most of them now can tour or play against uh, international teams before they make their debut so they can get accustomed to international uh, sport and on the traveling and everything that uh, uh, goes around with it. So I think overall what I've seen so far and how the team and the system is going is very pleasing. Even our domestic structure now is almost the way we want it to be where we can have players now having um, what we call career out of cricket, mm. where they can earn a salary now and play for their provinces and then still make sure that they, they can uh, pursue their careers playing for their country. So overall, as far as the development of sports in the country is moving in the right direction, there's a lot of youngsters now that are starting to play cricket. And the current crop now is uh, making uh, the right noises. I mean, they become role models for youngsters now in the country and then people are now starting to take notice as a woman's cricket team is playing again is doing well. So it's an option for players, youngsters that want to play cricket to take it up as a a career. And the fact that they've got contracts, the Proteas women, does it mean that they can fully focus on their cricket now? Yes, 100%. Uh, Even we look here, I think the cricket South Africa is looking to go down as far as uh, getting even at provincial level like you have with the men where you have players even at provincial level that can focus only on cricket and get a salary and then the cricket becomes a job. Yeah. So we are moving in where we want to be because when you're competing around the world, that's what you see in the top leagues, so England, Australia, uh, India, and New Zealand, those teams have those kind of leagues and we as South Africans are now fully catching up in the next year or so to be able to make sure that we can keep competing against the best, I think. When you find yourself being ranked second now in world cricket, you need to make sure now because you get different challenges uh, and then as a team, we need to start uh, getting ourselves mentally even in the right space know that now the challenges are going to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. So I just to stay there and make sure that we can make that one final push and make sure we can compete against the best in the world. And just finally, Coach, when you were in India and we were discussing the cricket and there was a gentleman that called us and said, but who is this man that is so successful with this team? Where does he come from? We don't know much about about him. Just a little bit about your background. Am I correct to say you've played for Free State? Because I seem to remember you at yeah. Free State. I played for Free State, yes. As a keeper? As a, as a keeper. Back, yes. And just, way, back. Yes. <laughs> way back, yes. Way back. And how do you look back at your first-class career? No, it, it was a short one, short left one. So I just started and uh, and the playing team didn't work for me. So I had to either choose that to work and then I went the other way. And I just got to continue with coaching. And then from there on, I just never looked back. <laughs> and where's home, coach? Uh, home, I was born, Kimberley. Mm. And then moved across to Free State and that's where I'm based. Okay, no, there you have it then. The man has played the game and at least is yeah. honest about his abilities. Coach, thank you very much for giving us some of your time here on SAFM. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, just talking about the success of the team also. And we wish you all the best going forward. 
Thanks, Coach Hilton Mureng, coach of the Proteas women's uh, team there. They've achieved a lot of success. They reached semifinals of the World Cups and now have beaten India in India in both the ODIs and the T20 cricket. And it is something worth highlighting and worth celebrating. So uh, that's why we thought it was important just to bring on the coach and just to talk about what is it that they've done right. And for me over the years, I think the fact that the sponsors have come to the party, the likes of Momentum have, been, have, have stuck by this team regardless of the challenges in cricket, South Africa, but they've stuck with this team and they've been able to get contracts now and they can fully focus on their cricket unlike where previously where they've had to have have jobs and then and then go play cricket at at the same time like we're seeing in hockey where um, if you want to go play for your national team then you must go and take leave and and all of that now they can focus on the cricket which is good and uh, we thank you the sponsors there we don't take them for granted